0: Welcome to the KBB From the Tap podcast. I'm executive editor, Chelsea Butler. Today, I am talking to designer Wendy Glaster of Wendy Glaster Interiors in Modesto, California. She's gonna share with us her tips for driving profit in design. Be sure to subscribe to KBB's YouTube
1: channel and click the like button on our videos. You can also subscribe to KBB's From the Tap podcast on such apps as Apple, Spotify, Pandora and Google podcasts, and please feel free to leave a review.
0: So welcome, Wendy. And thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for having me
1: with you. I'm so happy to see you and I can't wait to see you at is.
0: I know me too. So this is a topic I'm sure will get a lot of attention. You know, who Mm -hmm. doesn't want to talk about driving a profit? Yes, that's a great topic. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where we came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> it is
1: fun. It's it's nice when you get to make money and not kill yourself. I mean you're working hard, but it's just a different way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you say you take a different approach to job costing in our industry. Can you talk about how it's usually done and then how what you do is outside of the box?
1: Sure. Uh so typically And i know all of you know this because i'm sure you a lot of you work under this business model but um very often when designers are involved in construction projects and of course that's usually kitchen and bath they purchase the faucets the tile the slab the cabinets the valves the hardware the plumbing the lighting everything that goes in wallpaper everything at cost meaning net. And um, then they put a markup on it and sell it to their client. Um, and one of the things that that does is provide a lot of room for profit for revenue, which is fantastic. But it also means that you literally own every part of every material that goes into every job. And that means you carry it all on your own shoulders and you don't really have anyone to share that with. Um, so I wanted to try something different because that seemed overwhelming. I was trying to do that. I was buying the furniture and you know everything, shipping it to my husband's warehouse because he does have a warehouse, thankfully, and a forklift. Um, <clears throat> bringing it all home in his cover trailer hiring people to help me install it to do the white glove and uh, it was miserable and uh made everybody very cranky because i was not really at the scale where i would have my own warehouse staff trucks etc um and i was kind of at the on the cusp of thinking about you know should i go there or not and in california i think everyone across the country knows What an excellent place it is to do business in California. It's just a breeze. It's never been a happier, easier, sunshiny way to operate your life. (laughs) California is a killer. And it's very litigious. And there's rules over rules over rules over rules. And everything is a niche. And it's just, I mean, it'll make your head spin. So I really had to be honest and think hard about what I was going to do. And so I tried um, a different way.
0: So let's talk about how many years you've been doing things this way and kind of what the impetus was for you to decide to make this change.
1: Well, about four years ago, I was president of our ASID region It's California, central Nevada, and we wanted to do some really fun things together and energize our team, but we're very spread out. So we decided to go to the San Francisco Showcase House and then see an exhibit and then go back together. So all the Sacramento designers and I got on a bus and it was sponsored by Pace Plumbing Supply with Jordan. He's so sweet. And we spent a solid, three and a half hours on that bus going into San Francisco and three and a half hours going back because we had a very conscientious bus driver who never went over the speed limit never once and (laughs) it provided a terrific opportunity to learn from more seasoned designers because I was I was made president I think three years after I'd graduated from the design program because I wanted to be an ASID designer. And I was on a bus with women who had been ASID designers for 15 years or more. And so it was incredible in terms of an opportunity to learn from the best. And um, at that point, I had also been listening to all of Luann Negara's podcasts and thinking about, oh my gosh, I am the least on top of it slow poke gotta get it together girl in the whole country <laughs> so i boarded the bus with a heavy sense of imposter syndrome and uh overwhelm but i was trying i was supposed to be the president look like i had it together so we sat there and i just listened to all of these designer friends because they're very very friendly in um sacramento which i appreciate very much just talk about their projects and their contractors and their clients and how they're running things and what about their studio and this and that and the other. And the theme that emerged for me was they literally owned every single part of every job and they were buying the flooring and so they had their own flooring installer guy that they called on to install. They were buying the tile, but they had a tile installer who would put it in. They were buying the slab, but they had a slab fabricator or two that they liked, that they worked with. And in a way, it was almost like being a GC for the job because they owned all the parts and pieces, the lighting, the switches, the cabinet hardware, the door hinges, the door heart, everything, owned it all, bought it all. And my head just started to swim and then they started talking about furniture and appliances that was the thing that scared me the most was you know people don't typically hire a kitchen designer bathroom designer asid designer if they want to do a little job with a tiny budget they want a gorgeous job and they don't mind spending the money so, if you're a designer purchasing appliances, you're absorbing a 30 to 55 and upwards appliance package. And if anything goes wrong, you get to own that and navigate that and do the customer service for that. And I heard horror stories and I was terrified and thought, there is no way I can do this. So, I came back thinking that I needed to find another way. And I have a very unique situation where I live. There is a family-owned plumbing business here, a family-owned lighting business, two family-owned furniture stores, a family-owned flooring company, and um, a number of small cabinet shops, fabricators, tile installers that are very, very skilled. And I thought, why do I need to be a master or what is it a ma- where you're you're oh there's a great phrase and now i don't know it well pretty much you can't be a master of anything because you're not good at all of it and so you just fall apart Ta <laughs> so well said. yeah and so i thought okay well and i knew them all um not real well but we had worked together on little things here and there so i started sourcing everything straight out of their stores and with more projects came more business for them and more and more and more and i was really grateful because another advantage of doing it this way is since i'm not owning it all my friend Carrie is owning the lighting portion. My friend Sarah is owning the furniture portion. My friend Ron who owns Bordona's Appliances is owning the appliance portion. We are all busy all the time. That phrase that says a rising tide lifts all boats is true. And then as I would photograph each finished project, they be, could take advantage of that. And so it kind of became our our mutual portfolio in a way because it could really showcase what everyone can do, even our flooring people. And um, after I'd been doing that for a couple of years and had pushed a significant amount of business through, with the exception of the flooring people, the flooring people instantly did it and I was grateful. My accessories people did it instantly but you know, you don't just get to walk into a store and say, "I'm a designer, I want, you know, <laughs> a commissioner." <laughs> you have to bring something to the table." So I was very careful to uh, have that established before I started asking to see if we could partner on a greater level. So And they all said yes, for which I'm very grateful.
0: So we'll, we'll move on to talking about, you know, this job costing process that you use um, with the different parts of your team. And sure have got a list here, but maybe you, you want to choose the order in which we'll go in terms of your appliance supplier, your furniture retailers, and so on.
1: Sure. Well, and I know everyone who's in the business knows this, but the margins that you can capitalize on are different based on what you're buying lighting is very tight because there's the internet advertised price same with appliances so the margins the 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 commission that you may see from a lighting store or from an appliance store will likely not be the kind of commission that you will see from an accessories store a flooring store in my case, I use a lot of furniture from Norwalk Furniture and their retailer is Sweet 52 Living, but they have a very special arrangement where they allow the designer working with the retailer to capitalize on um, stocking dealer prices, which is unheard of in the industry. But it's fantastic because you can do that well and have that kind of a percentage you don't have to have a warehouse you don't have to have a receiver you don't have to have white glove because the retailer has all that in place and they do that for you so all you have is benefit because if there's a claim or customer service thing and that's true for all of us if there's a claim on flooring uh, I know who to call. If there's a claim on a light fixture that's not working quite right, I know who to call. If uh a slab fails after it's been installed and it pops, which thank God has never happened to me, but I've heard of it, I know who to call. And they are niche experts who know exactly what to do. Um so I think I mentioned the stocking dealer pricing affords me a 30% commission which is amazing in lighting it can be 7 to 10% depending on the margin that they have to abide by there is not outside sales commission on things like led tape lighting or recessed luminaires or things where the margins are so tight it's just not possible and i would make them so that they wouldn't be competitive because the last thing you want to do is hurt their business. Um flooring is usually a solid 15%, but this is all worked out in advance now because we've all been working together for so long. And it's great because um I just asked my bookkeeper to run numbers and outside sales for this year is in the high five figures. And When I started this, I had no idea that was possible, but it's a pretty fantastic thing, especially when your kids are in college and you're (laughs) wondering (laughs) where next semester's coming from. (laughs) So it's just, it's great too, because you, I know that I don't know everything. I know that I can't know everything. It keeps me in a place of humility for sure, but I do know someone who can get the answer to anything which is an amazing service to your client as well i feel
0: so i'm wondering why all designers don't do it this way like why why wouldn't they are there any disadvantages i haven't found a disadvantage yet um
1: at least certainly not anything that would discourage me from doing it i do believe i'm in a unique situation because I, I don't think everyone has the kinds of retailers so close by that I have. It just so happens that they all really respect each other too. And they all stay in their own lanes. Like my friend, Amelia from house of carpets, that's owned by flooring liquidators. She solidly does all of my floor and everyone knows. I only do floor with Amelia. Um, My friend Carrie, who does lighting, she does all of the lighting that's specialty or hanging from the ceiling or the walls. But I don't always get lamps from her and she knows that too. So we all... We all kind of know where the other guy is and what's going to be purchased. And so then it also helps them when they go to market or are sourcing because they know, oh, Wendy can use this, 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 and this. And she will only come to us for this because it's all kind of been established in advance. Does that help to explain a little what your question
0: was? Definitely. Yes, absolutely. Okay. It's, it just seems like, you know, everyone should be doing it this way. They it should. And I think.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I know Chelsea as the executive editor of KBB Magazine and going to KBiz and so many industry events. There are a lot of different personalities in our industry. And some people are very warm and transparent and they love to have friends, real friends that they would do anything for. And I think it just kind of, like organically creates this neat little tribe of people but some people are maybe less open or some people are maybe afraid of letting go of some of the control that's the question i think i get the most is well then you don't have control over everything but to me i have much more control over everything because people who really know their niche are looking at it, it's not just like they're gonna glance at it and get, and say, oh yeah, that's right, okay, and then move on to the other thing and not really understand what that appliance is going to need in terms of location for natural gas location for the outlets especially with the higher end products they have to be in exact locations and when they look at our plans because everyone also goes through all of our construction plans they catch mistakes or they can make recommendations because they are more seasoned in their specific area and it's always to the benefit of the client and the project but if you're not open and you and you don't maybe you're not as warm or Something, it might be harder for people to feel comfortable maybe starting that up. But to me, personally and professionally, it's been so rewarding. I wouldn't want to do this work without each member of our team. It wouldn't be as fun. The jobs wouldn't be as beautiful. The service to the client wouldn't be as amazing as it is. I wouldn't be able to do it with the confidence that I have. It just would be much less fun
0: <laughs> and much more stressful. Oh yeah, definitely. So you would also mention that you 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 actively promote all the members of your team to your clients. Can you share how you do that? Yes, I do
1: a couple of things. Um, before the pandemic, if people had other suppliers that they wanted to work with or source from or they wanted to do something off build or they wanted to get something off wayfair or whatever i would try to be open and just say well yeah i mean you know you're welcome to do that and if it comes in and it's damaged or something and you've ordered it of course your it would be your responsibility to contact the company and make sure it's okay because i really didn't want to own that part because by then i'd been doing this very effectively for two years Um, But as we all know, the pandemic created the forever fill in excuse supply chain problem, and I would have clients ordering things from a different appliance store or online and their card would be charged. And a week before it was supposed to arrive, they would get an email that said, we're so sorry for the inconvenience, but because of supply chain issues, we will not see this for another three months. And then they'd look at me and they'd be upset. And I mean, rightfully so, they're generally upset, but the upset would turn to me. (laughs) And there was nothing that I could do about it because I had not ordered it and I had nothing, I had no tie to the product. So after the pandemic started, I would say probably October, 2020, In the very first phone call I have with potential clients, just the discovery phone call before I've even gone to a consultation, I tell the potential client, I don't wanna sound like a jerk or be fussy or stuffy, but I only work with the top people in our area. And it's a short list and it's no one else. And it's because of what I experienced when we went outside of that circle or when we went online and to be perfectly honest and an interest of full disclosure, I do not have the emotional bandwidth to handle it. And it is too stressful and upsetting to me to do these projects any other way. So I want you to know that upfront. I want you to know you will get excellent pricing from everyone and amazing service. But I also want you to be able to choose before we even continue in this conversation, if you want to work with me based on that condition, because it's not to be a pill, it's just because I want to survive and have mental health. (laughs) And you would be surprised that every single person I talk to backs off of where they were and says no if you have a trusted team we're happy with it we like keeping our money local and it has it has made such a huge difference i had a client pre-pandemic no just as the pandemic was happening and they used a different appliance store they did not use bordonas and they ordered extremely expensive appliances i think they overspent because It was about a sale, it wasn't about the client, what they really needed or their neighborhood or if it made sense for their house. And the hood was misordered and came in improperly. And then the change order that was sent wasn't actually sent because I know people at the manufacturer and checked on it myself and the PO never went through. And this little client was texting me and emailing me and phone calling and all you know, Wendy, is God testing me? I can't believe my my event still isn't here. I don't even know if it's, it's going to be here for Thanksgiving, and this is a full year and a half later after she'd ordered the first one, and I said, "No, God is not testing you. God gave you advice through me, your friend and designer. Please do not buy anything from anyone else." <laughs> but that's what happens and i just i think it has saved me i mean there i i love and trust every single member and i i can't work with other people it's just too hard on me and i and it's totally within anybody's right to choose someone else and do it differently and i and i would never be angry at someone for wanting to do something else i just i personally cannot do that it's not fun.
0: You find the clients who follow your path for sure. Yes. Yes. And that's important too, to make sure that you're, you're matched with people, you know, who, who trust you and all that good stuff. So, um, right. I know that our, our listeners and our watchers and everybody, um, taking part in this discussion has gotten some great advice and, I'm hoping that they'll all move to your side and how you do things. Cause it does. It sounds like it takes the sting out of a lot. A lot it of does. It's
1: fun. It's, it's, um, and now it's great too, because when we do have finished photography, I can tag everyone on Instagram, promote all of them when there are industry events, like we'll be at Biz and we're speaking on Wednesday at noon at the Modena's lounge. My cabinet guy, my fabricator, and my plumbing supplier are coming with me so that we can all be together and talk about how nice it is for everyone. And and they talk now because they're part of the same team. And it's really improved, not just the business, but our quality of life and the joy that we have in the work, which goes a very, very
0: long way. Most definitely. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, for joining us today, and I can't wait to see you at KBiz. And- yes, I'm so excited. Thank you, thank you so much, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Thank you.